welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is episode number 262 of the Fretzel Podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Josh, once again, is trying to count six on one hand. No, but I did the five and I did the one. Yeah, so you did. Yeah, you, yeah. you've learned from last week. Uh, yeah, I've developed my extra limb, extra limb, extra thumb. That's it. <laughs> yes. Um, what do we call them? Appendage? Adage? Appendages. Appendages. That's it, yeah. I don't know. Um, phalanges, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, technically. Indeed. Opposable thumbs or whatever, I don't know. So, oh, are we getting a message off Lee? Ooh, hello, Lee. Boodum, boodum. He's saying, the Ugg the has those type pickups on the neck. Okay, he's talking about something that we're going to be covering in. Shut up, Lee. Shut up. You baby, <laughs> leave us alone to podcasts. That's it. Either come on or or stay away. Don't kind of half, half and half. Yeah, he's talking to us about one of the things that we've got to be mentioning a little bit later on, a new uh, signature guitar from Fender. But we'll save that for a little bit later because, as always, on the Fret Talk podcast, we are a little bit self-centered and we start off by talking about ourselves. So we do because everybody loves like whoring themselves out. Well, yeah, I mean, me and Matt have spoken about this multiple times. Part of the reason why we do these podcasts, I mean, we do it for the fans. We do it to like entertain people, but we do it as a kind of form of therapy for ourselves, just so we can kind of stand is on it, our little is soapbox. This, um... Able to be passed on to my psychiatrist is a part of my therapy. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could sign off a couple of hours for that, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so, yeah, like, it's it's there just as a kind of cathartic um, thing where we get to stand on our soapbox for an hour a week and shout at clouds. Yeah, was it old man yells that, at cloud? That, yeah, we do that, and it makes you feel better. And I'm just glad that people are out there listening to us shout at clouds and sometimes they go on the internet and shout at the clouds with us so like high five to you internet people Um, you are how dare you not be raining as much as you said you would be oh it it did it rained it rained like in in the uk we've had a heat wave for about the last two weeks i mean you can tell it's felt like the last six months Well, it could, yeah, it, it's it's been kind of ebbing and flowing, hasn't it? But it, it dipped yeah. off a little bit, and then it's been pretty pretty solid sunshine for the last two weeks. I mean, you'll you'll notice because all of the videos that me and Josh recorded on that like mega day of recording videos, oh man, blind in sunshine. Yeah, like we spent. It must have been a good half an hour just kind of having to put blankets up or yeah. anything like we that trying just to, to try yeah. and deflect some of the sunlight. Yeah, we were trying to negate the, the sunshine, which is counterintuitive. Uh, but like it worked. And there's some absolutely fantastic stuff coming out from those. Oh, I can't I, I've been watching some of the videos again and I've been realistically look back at short ways and you go, we could have done that slightly different or whatever. But all in all, it is superb. Indeed, yeah, I think so. There's, there should be if I if I've got my scheduling correct, which I should do because I am the like quote unquote manager of the pedal boards of Doom YouTube, so I should know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> if I don't, no one does. Uh, 
we should have a Variax Quad Cortex mashup video coming up. So it should be tomorrow. It should be to, yeah. I believe yeah, I believe tomorrow. it should be tomorrow. Yeah. So like tomorrow at about six PM GMT. And I'll I'll let you into a little little secret here. It's filthy. It is it's absolutely <laughs> right. It is the most disgusting tone, but in the best way. Um we've all had that kind of experience where, you know, you you've played for a pedal or for a guitar or anything like that, or an amp, and you just automatically giggle and smile and kind of just be like, ah, this fills me full of serotonin. Um, and that's what this video does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the, the amount of like footage that we got of you just giggling and smiling on that <laughs> was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I've, I've taken a screenshot from it and used it as the thumbnail because it is just pure, pure relation, isn't it? It's just... It's it's weird because it's something that you would like, you know, our, you know, uh, shall we say our dad rock. Yeah, yeah, it's fair uh, to say. Member of the, of the channel would be like, I can't ever envision myself using that. And I'm like, gimme, 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 gimme. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> if if the, the exact same tone was given to me, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is this is the worst thing. It's it's literally like it's getting further and further away from my safe space in like guitar tone. <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, give me more, give me more. Cue Britney Spears. Give me, give me more, give me more. I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I'll I'll run with it. But yeah, so absolutely, tune into Pedal Wars are doing tomorrow. It's only a short video. I think it's only about three minutes. But it's like three minutes of pure, unadulterated joy. Yeah, it's um, three minutes of like, ah, oh, that was really like wholesome. Let's watch it again. <laughs> yeah. And if, yeah, if you feel like watching it two or three times, go for it. Knock yourselves out because it's good for the algorithm. But yeah, yeah. So speaking about maths, speaking about the, uh, the, the old YouTube algorithm. Uh, I dropped a video on Pedalboards of Doom today, which took me a while to do. Uh, I think we we spoke about it a few times previously on the podcast. I have, I had the um, Daddy Daughter Pedal Works My Little Cloney through the post about two months ago. Here it is, just for those people who can see, which is only Josh because this isn't a video podcast. <laughs> But there we go. It's it's a beautiful. It's like a pastel pink, like really, really cutesy looking uh, pedal. Earthquaker devices rainbow machine color. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's that, and it's got this cute little um, centaur meets My Little Pony uh, graphic on the front. Very pony, not bony. Pony. <laughs> Indeed, not the not the Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so the, there is that um, very cool clon style pedal. Um, I'm relatively um, unversed on the on the clon style pedal. I've had a few in the past, and I've I've kind of disc- discounted them as oh, it does something similar to what the blues driver does, but the blues driver has a bit more uh, a bit more gain, or just sound, sounds better at higher gains. So I'll just use that instead. Um, so I took it upon myself to find out what 
like what people like about Flans. Uh, our resident Clan expert. Yeah, well, apparently I am now. Um, so I, I, I like, I went, went out my way to try and find out like what the, what the deal is, why people love them, and how people use them, and. What I got back was actually a lot of confusion. Like, people were like, well, you use it as a clean boost. And I was like, okay, but surely, like, clean boosts. It okay. makes sense because I don't use it as a clean boost. Like, well, when I say my, you know, my version of my clan, like, I, you know, use it in, like, the least, no, I wouldn't say the least clean boosty way, but, you know, it's very orthodox i'm gonna say yeah and i think the uh the thing that i found when when filming this is that the clon is used best the way that you want to use the clon yes that's the i think that's the perfect way to yeah i think so i i, I asked the internet and i got back a lot of um well you, you use it as a clean boost or like you can you can push the presence of your if you signal, it's a great always on pedal. I'm like, well, that doesn't really give me much because I could always just turn the treble up on my amp a little bit more if I wanted yeah. more presence. And then I've got one more slot on my pedal board. Like, um, it, it's kind of like the boss metal zone. Like, you know, there's there's various ways that people use it, and each person has their own kind of. This is the right way to use it. Yeah, like for me, I think it sounds great in an effects loop of an amp, and treating it as like an extra gain stage, as it were, or an extra channel within your amp. But some people will say, "Oh no, you need to put that in, you know, in front of it." And da 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 da. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Simon Neil of Biffy Clara uses it after his reverb to get oh. to get like a crunchy. Like he has one before all of his time based stuff, and then one after. Like a wet, so like a wet dry, a wet dry wet almost. It's kind of wet dry wet. Me- metal dry metal is what it is. Yeah, that's it. Uh. Like, and with my clan, I use it on the top of a crunch as a mild overdrive. Yeah, and I think that was one of the one of the things that I used to kind of explore, um, explore it. I took John Mayer as a a, a, a source of inspiration because, like, when when I think of the clan, I think of John Mayer because. He's one of these kind of pedal aficionados, kind of pedally snob kind of guys. And he very much, yeah, he sprang to mind. So I went on some forums and, and looked up how John would use his. Um, and like the presence push thing and like the edge of breakup kind of clean tone was there. And then there was talking about stacking it with other drives. So I went on, went on a little journey with that one. I'm not going to give away all of the tips and tricks and secrets, but like you, you'd be surprised at how many different ways there are to to get something more than just oh, it's a clean boost of a clon. Fairness, like with my John Mayer Neural Patch, like the the clon that I've got on there, I believe Neural actually used a proper clon. Nice, and, like modelled. You know, I I don't know how their science works because my brain isn't big enough. Um, but like for John Mayer, I believe he uses it in conjunction with his Keeley compressor as well. I think. Okay. You know, using the two together, but I I could be wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I I use um I use compressors and always on on my boards for the same reasons I assume John Mayer would do it because it 
evens out the dynamics a bit. Um, like, not that he necessarily needs the the dynamics being even there, <laughs> but he's probably a bit better at guitar than I am. Um, but it also adds a bit of sustain to uh, to cleaner guitar signals, so you can get away with less gain, but also get the notes to ring out as well. I've never tried using a compressor as an always on. I I I say use mine in lead boosts. Okay, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, I suppose like a lead boost compressor to get that like to get that really singing harmonic sustain. That makes sense too. Um, but we've we've had a bit of a clon heavy week this week because <laughs> because not only have I released a video about a clon, uh, our good friend Lee has also released a video about not only one clon. Basically, 20, all of them. Was it like twenty? Was it like twenty six? I think or something. It was. Like it was something stupid. So he had, uh, so he's, he's spoken about this before on the cast, actually, uh, how he recorded with Tonepedia. He recorded um, a video that, oh, I'm moving, I'm moving. There we go. Uh, he, he recorded a video uh, with Tonepedia where he was blindfolded, essentially, and had various clones of various like price points going from the wish clon sans penis <laughs> the wish clon all the way up to kind of ktr and like full on 5k worth of clon clon and the result to be honest i haven't seen the video yet have you not no but i'm really hoping that to throw him off they put in the tone, like obviously how tone PD, you know, you can listen to the sound excerpts of, you know, little bits and bits. So I really hope that they threw in like some of the tone PD kind of like captures, as it were. No, unfortunately, they couldn't do it that way because Lee had the guitar on his lap and they plugged in for him, like uh, okay. and like mess with the the knobs. Basically, they are they are all the the pedals that have featured on tone PD though, so. All of the ones you can listen to, like listen to a professional play rather than Lee, which is. <laughs> <laughs> Shade thrown. Uh, I mean, like, he, he doesn't do a bad job. The fact that he can't see what he's doing, he's, he's like, like hats off to him. But like I say, he goes through like a good handful of pedals. All the way from like Wish, we had like the Nux Horseman, which we've done on the pedal boards of Doom vid, um, YouTube channel. There was like the MXR Sugar Drive, the Tumnus, the Soul Food. Uh, there was the Ryra Clon, and like I say, the KTR and the um, the actual like original the Archer. I think that's in there. As yeah, well. two of them. There's the gold and the silver. Silver and the gold. Uh, yeah, and it's a really good video. Like it's really, um, really scientifically done. Where um, Emmanuel, the other guy, is like tweaking the tweaking the controls and and telling Lee as he's doing it, he's like, okay, this is all twelve o'clock. Now I'm boosting the gain. Now I'm boosting the treble. So he he kind of gets an idea of what the knobs are doing without having the the ability to feel the pedal as well. That would give it away. So hang on, this is in a midi. Mini enclosure. This one's not gonna be a. Uh... Did they did they actually do like the mini and the full version of like the Tomless as well? 
No, it was just the uh, just the mini terminus, not the deluxe. Um, but yeah, it was it was really good. I I really enjoyed it, and it's posing some questions as well. So, not all of the expensive ones were considered to be expensive ones by Lee's ears, and not all of the cheap ones were considered to be cheap. And um, there was there was one like really cheap one that he sniffed out straight away. It was like, no, this one's this one's cheap. And like a couple of them he got almost bang on in terms of the price point. But I'll I'll leave you to watch the rest of it. It's it's quite good. Do yourself a favour, watch the video, but then just turn away from your screen or if you're on a laptop, just close the lid marginally and then and just listen with some headphones. And then, you know, okay, it's not putting you in the room, but you know Make up your own mind as, you know, did you get the most expensive one right? Did you get the cheapest one right? Yeah, you could. Which one did you sound best? Yeah, you could test yourself by all means. Um, yeah, so I, uh, so not only have I released a, uh, a clan video this week, I've also, um, recorded a chorus off. So between the, the little, Demon Effects mini chorus again, because it's been an incredibly popular um, video on my channel, uh, and it's not mine, so I have to give it back. So I've got to got to do like multiple videos for what it's worth. Yeah, like <laughs> do multiple videos before I send it back. Almost. Uh, so I've got that um, versus the TC third dimension. So the one that's based on the dimension C. Or the uh, the pink the, one. Um, the... That's the 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 twenty pound one that's got the four buttons on. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, yeah. It very much doesn't do what the Dimension C does because that that does chorus in a very very different way. Um, however, it's a really good sounding cheap fuzz. Uh, sorry, cheap fuzz. It's not it's not a great sounding fuzz at all. It's a it's a good sounding chorus. <laughs> If you if you buy it for its fuzz tones, you will be sorely disappointed. <laughs> I have uh, to say, but the uh, yeah the um, the chorus tones on it are fantastic. But whereas I usually with the no talk or tone verses, I'll choose like one of the controls to go through. So like if I'm doing a drive pedal, I'll do it at lowest gain, kind of mid gain, and then high gain. Or in the past, where I've done. Uh, where I've done delay pedals, I've done like shortest like slapback style. Excuse me. And then I've done like slightly longer delay, and then like outlandishly long delay. With this one, I couldn't do that because the control, like the parameters for the third dimension, you don't get control over. You get switches. So the switches are presets. You get to use them. And that's it. Uh, so I I kind of dialed in the, the mini chorus to sound a bit like the um sound a bit like the the the, the third dimension. It's pretty cool. Um what I want you to do is I want you to go on the budget pedal chap channel, go on the community tab and vote for which one you think is the best after watching the video first. Don't just <laughs> vote yeah. vote with bias yeah um so yeah have a listen like have a listen and watch that video 
it's only about three minutes long as well. So it's not a very long, long video. Watch the video while you take your morning uh, ablutions. <laughs> I mean, you could say. I mean, I don't know if you you get your morning ablutions done in three minutes flat, but there you go. At the moment, I do. So, I mean, take, take, take your time, mate. Life's, life's for the living. It depends if I'm at home. Three minutes if I'm at work. It's a 25-minute job. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? There's nothing, <laughs> nothing like shitting on company time. Like, absolutely excellent. I'm getting paid to do this. <laughs> um, yeah, so to round us up for the week, um, both me and you have recorded a little something, something. I don't think it's going to be out. Speaking of uh, toilet conversation, yes, because this is how <laughs> it started out. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So... We have, so at the moment, we've recorded our versions of Master of Puppets on our respective instruments of choice. So you've got the Quad Cortex, obviously. I've got the HX Stomp. And we've both got our own ears. And we were trying to get close, if not exact, tone as used on Master of Puppets. Uh, Yeah. All, all whilst trying to dodge copyright as well. Because Which is, I must have gone through about 50 different ways of playing this fucking song. And I, was, I think when I programmed the drums, I was like, I think I've done it either too fast and then I tried it again and I've done it too slow and I managed to find this one is just right. And then by the time I started actually, okay, I think I'm going to play it this way. My, like, my down picking was done. <laughs> yeah. Like, in the video, you can see the grimace on your face by the end of it. Like, you're really digging into that 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 was, I think I had been trying to get that um, the way I'd played it. I I think it was about half an hour I was doing it. Yeah, I got I, I got to admit, like, when I, when I did it, because I, I recorded mine about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Uh, when I was doing mine, I tried the down picking, couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it. I've not got the... Down pick stamina. Um, so I did mine alternative picking, but I found myself having to like retake the video three or four times because I kept slipping back into the actual song. <laughs> that was it. like I, I played what one part of it, and I was like, "Oh no, that's way too close. I need to change that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It was the. Um, I, I snuck back into that bit so many times. <laughs> but hopefully, so, like, fingers crossed. Yeah. Originally, when uh, me and Mr. Budget Pedal Chap had originally spoken about this, we, we had a little gentleman's agreement. We had a gentleman's wager. We did. And we were going to say, uh, was it ghost? We, one of us was going to eat a ghost chili and obviously have it filled, put it on YouTube. and Yeah. Like whoever whoever loses the tone challenge has to have the forfeit of eating a ghost chili. Yeah, and I will put my hands up and I will gladly, proudly say that I cannot eat spicy stuff. I can't eat spicy food. Like, I I I genuinely can't do it. Like, if I go to Nando's, I have a mild or a lemon and herb. <laughs> uh, you know, my curries is a korma or butter chicken. I just, I can't do spice. And if I have a jalapeno, I'm stuck on the toilet for a week. 
So when we said ghost chilling, I was like, are you trying to kill me? (laughs) (laughs) And so we were having having a bit of a discussion and we decided that one of my absolute foods that I hate is onion. I cannot stand the texture, nor the smell, nor the taste of onion. Yep. So I, I put it on the line and said, I will take, if I lose, I will take a bite out of a raw onion and eat it. Indeed. So we're going we're gonna to get our, um, our master of puppets judged and then whoever loses will, will take the forfeit. But you'll have to... Would, would we have chosen by ne- this time next week? The, the video won't be out. The video won't be out. It will be... Not next week, the week after, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you need to keep like keep inundated with the uh, the pedal. Just go over to Pedalboards of Doom, subscribe, and hit the hit the bell icon, and then you'll you'll be you'll be up to date with our basically like childish man pranks. Is is the best way of uh, <laughs> best way of putting it? It goes but- just to make it. A little bit fair. If if the loser's got to take a forfeit, the loser's going to pick the next tone off. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it that way. So at least then they've got an advantage, and they can go. Oh, you know, right? I can I can pick something that I'm good at here. Indeed. So Josh, 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 Josh. We have got another bargain of the week, haven't we? Like this is this is now yes, becoming a segment. Have. This is. Yeah, like if it if it lasts for more than one week and it carries on, that means it's a segment. So yes, indeed. Uh, I have to be honest. I did spend a good portion of last night having a look around. Obviously, disclaimer again. Once the when we film these podcasts the week before Monday, yeah, it's released. These prices and deals are accurate as the day that we filmed, and. So today, funny enough, we seem to have a John Mayer theme going on. And this is the Clans. No, it's not the Clans. <laughs> um, I found a full-tone uh, MOSFET overdrive, which actually John Mayer has been pictured to use on his pedal board uh, numerous times. Uh, this is courtesy for this deal. It is currently on Reverb, and it is from the lovely people at Rich Tone Music. Fun fact, I bought my first guitar from Rich Tone Music. Fun fact. Nice. And to get this uh, MOSFET full tone overdrive, it will set you back £85, which for a pedal that John Mayer has on his board is a pretty good a pretty good bargain, if you ask me. Uh, you've got your... So I've got it on my phone right here because I'm very smart. You've got a MOSFET and standard overdrive mode. You've got the vintage and I think it's his compact style of overdrive as well. So you've got the toggle switches, you've got an on-off bypass, and then you've also got an inbuilt boost onto it as well. Tone overdrive, volume boost knobs, £85. That's a pretty good bargain of the week, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, much, much cheaper than a on which john mayer also uses which if you are in the market for a clan rich tone also music rich tone also music rich tone music also have a second-hand clan which will set you back four and a half thousand pounds there you go that's a deal and half though, isn't it so i mean if you're on a budget go for the mosfet driver <laughs> yeah. if, you, if money is no option 
you're really after that John Mayer tone. You can still save a bit of money with the uh, four and a half K's worth of clon rather than five K. Would you really want to pay an extra £4,300 on LED diodes or whatever the fuck it was? They're germaniums, aren't they, in the, um, in the clon? You can tell people they're made out of unicorn sparkles and they'll believe it. Oh, yeah, like, like the, the majority of people saying to use it as a clean boost, the diodes aren't doing anything by that point. So, <laughs> But it, it absolutely must have them. It must. Must have those germanium diodes. Where will you get the warmth from? Well, you're not getting the warmth anyway. You're using it as a slightly, like slightly present pushing, <laughs> treble boosting almost. Yeah. Well. So we've got sparking of the week. Da, 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 da. That's it. We do. We need. To, we need a theme tune for it, don't we? <laughs> Josh's bargain of the week. There we go. Done. Cool. Right, this is this is what people have been waiting for here, isn't it? Oh, here we go. So, lukewarm hot take. Lukewarm hot take. Now, this one completely broke the uh, the Facebook page. It was it was almost like you went up to their grandmothers and slapped them in the face. Yeah, like the the question might as well have been, "Can I cock slap your wife?" <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. No, I was not prepared for that. <laughs> but it, it might as well have been because it was it was so very divisive, weren't it? Can that please be the fucking the, title the, of the podcast? The, can I cock slap your wife? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't think we can get away with that one with the censors, but it's, de- <laughs> it, it's definitely in there. I'm keeping it in. Um, so... The hot take was not about cock slapping anyone's wife. It was the uh, ped, uh, foot switch toppers. I was about to use a brand name then. Ooh. Foot switch toppers, not barefoot buttons. Foot switch toppers are the crocs of the pedal world. And basically the one option was they, they along with crocs, need to get in the bin. And the other one was they are an essential piece of kit for guitar in the modern world because my dainty little tootsies can't handle standard switches. Um, and boy, oh boy, did you not like it. <laughs> yeah, there, were, there, was, there was a lot of um, a lot of controversy with this one. Big, big numbers this week. So we've got 82, uh, 82 votes. Sorry, yeah, it was 82 votes for Get In The Bin and then 43 votes for Essential Piece of Tootsie Technology. So, big numbers, like big, big numbers, big controversy. People were were having this one, weren't they? They were having their say. But the the poll has spoken, and due to the rules of the poll, they get in the bin. So, foot switch <laughs> toppers are no longer allowed. Uh, the so, rules are obsolete. That's it. it. It's it's ruled them out, right? So our, our hot hot take for this week again was kind of taken from Pedal Boards of Doom. I had to modify it a little bit, uh, so I'm not going to give the person the shout out for it because I had to modify the wording a bit. But like shout out, like if if you're the person who who put this in Pedal Boards of Doom, come into our our Facebook group and just give yourself a little shout out. 
So, Nam Show, the Nam Show has had its day. The Nam Show has had its day. Thoughts and opinions, Mr. Joshua. So, we, we kind of briefly spoke about this before we started the podcast, and it's very tricky. It's very, very tricky because yeah. there's pros and there is good things and bad things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show. So, you know, we we both are a big advocate for, you know, shows like the UK Guitar Show, where anybody can come along, grab a ticket, see some gear, see some guitars, see some pedals, talk to people, talk to brands, you know. Yeah. And, you get that face-to-face you know, time with with the people who you see on... Like you see on the websites of the pedals that you're yeah. covering over, or you see on the YouTube channels of the. It's you know like the people behind you know Boss or Tate Effects or you know a lot of the brands that we hold dear to our hearts. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know it's always good to then you know to see the people behind those. And the problem I personally feel with the Nam Show is it's become very, I guess, executive become very executive like we you know we kind of said before it'd be a trade show oh you know look we've got we've you know we're we're bringing out 20 pedals this year featuring blah 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 we're bringing out you know 15 new guitars in april da, 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 you know insert generic brand post there um however the problem that i think really hinders the nam show is the fact that it's not just anybody can go. Um, and it is for, you've got to be, if you're, say, you're an artist with EMG, you might get, you know, said, okay, we want you to represent the brand at the NAM show or an Ibanez artist, or, you know, we want you to represent the brand or if you've got a signature guitar coming out or anything like that. You've kind of got to be in the select crowd to go. And yeah, there's an there is an air of that kind of um, elitism. I believe yeah. there are um, there are public days, but that's very much towards the end of the show. Whereas yeah. they've had like three or four days full of um, like trade only because uh, it is a trade show. It started off as a trade show, and it was yeah. just for like for the industry um, industry professionals like. The shops, people who would be stocking the shops would go to like the NAM show yeah. to see what they'd be stocking next year. And then it became a bit of a, like a few of the internet celebrities kind of started worm their way into it. And it became like, oh, this is, this is a big thing. Like this is, this is news yeah. before it's even news kind of stuff. I feel like that's kind of then become half of the problem with with the Nam show. Is it's, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's almost become like almost like a bit like a facade. Like you say, yes, there is public days, but you know, you want to go to the Nam show because you want to, you know, meet people like I don't know Steve Vai or you know Joe Satriani, you know Rob Chapman, James Hetfield, blah blah blah. You can throw whatever names under the sun that usually go to these events. And probably by the time you go to the public days, half of them are gone, uh, have left. And, yeah. you know, you'll be there with just kind of, you know, 
you know, not to taint anybody's names, but you know, <laughs> just the generic, you know, salespeople or representatives of the brand. And it's kind of that's not what you go to these sort of events for. Yeah, it's a it's a lot more there's a lot more price behind it than uh like the UK ones. The UK ones are like barely like you, you couldn't even get a gig ticket for the price that you um that you're paying to go to any of the UK shows. But they're on a much yeah. smaller scale. So you'd expect the bigger show, like being in America being quite central to um to all of the industry, like the the Eastern industry and like European they all converge at this this American show. Bigger price point, you'd expect. I, I need to see something like it's then amped up. So I am seeing like the 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 bigger artists representing some of the the booths and whatnot. Yeah, but you know, you know, but not less obviously, you know, because let's say when you know with the UK guitar show, you know, you still get Boss, you still get like Ernie Ball, you still get EMG, ESP, you know. You know the, the big name brands there, and obviously, yeah, yeah. but it is obviously then also the majority of the booths are catered to kind of not locally based brands, but kind of you know regionally based, shall we say? You know, yeah, you know, you might have like you know the Daria, I think, have their headquarters based in the UK up in Newcastle, so they'll bring people down from there and things like that, and. It is great for the money you pay, but we, you know, obviously being in America, everything's bigger in America. Well, <laughs> yeah, some things are, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's more, like more, more grand than it. Like they, yeah. I've, I've never been to a NAM, but I've heard stories of people saying like, it takes like half hours to get from one side of the, the exhibit to the other. Um, whereas it's it's clearly not the case in in the, like the UK ones, it's like a five minute trip. If you if you walk from one end to the other, it's like a five minute trip because it is. It's a massive, massive like um, massive it's event, a proper like full on exhibition. Yeah, it's, it, and and I think the the issue with why this statement's come up that it's had its day is because the last couple of um, Nam shows seem to have lost their luster a bit. I remember learning about the NAMM show through Anderton's and through Rob Chapman's channel. Yeah, I was the same. And it was it was a big thing. It, it was like, look at all of this great stuff that's been announced. And it was it was such a big, big hype behind behind it all. And the last couple of years, I, I know that we've had COVID and whatnot in the last, last two years, not necessarily this year, but like the previous two. It hasn't really happened, but I think it, I was feeling it before then as well, like the last couple before COVID. It was a case of there are some announcements, but like it's a little bit lukewarm. It's not this big, big, big hype thing that it used to be. Yeah, I think companies now have realised it's better to kind of drip feed the gear throughout the year rather than kind of doing one sort of big announcement of this is what's to come sort of over the year and i was funny enough i was actually speaking to rob chapman about this last week because uh you know we're we're very kind of close we have a close connection me and rob um and i was speaking to him about nam and we i was talking to him about obviously when they 
Chapman revealed their whole brand new lineup. I think it was Nam twenty. I want to say Nam twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen. I think it was when they kind of. I like the custom shop line. Uh, yeah, when they completely redeveloped the whole brand and every guitar was kind of, you know, all, all made brand new. And he was telling me like the amount of work that had to go in it just to get everything there on time and set up. And it, it just sounds like, you know, for, for brands that say it might be based in the UK, it's it's not worth the hassle. Yeah. It's really not. Because you think about it as well, you might go, oh, you know, X, you know, guitar shop might say, okay, you know what, we've seen these, we'll take, you know, 20 pallets full of whatever, but you're still losing originally a hell of a lot of money getting everything. Yeah, you've got you've got to make a big sell to make that trip worth it. Yes, exactly. You've got to land a big like distributor or a big like a big conglomerate music shop to stock your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like if you went there as like pedal pedal builder Joe Blogs from the UK and then you you you're basically like a tiny fish in a massive pond there, aren't you? You'd have to get someone like Guitar Center to be. Um, oh, this is something we've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, to be stocking your stuff, and it's just not viable. Just not viable. Um, yeah, so I think there's like a bit of a burnout on it all. I think in like within the industry, there was a bit of a burnout on the whole, um, like the viewership for guitar stuff, where it's it's leaning away from that kind of almost kind of like salesy demos that that was the kind of stuff that got me into like the guitar social media presence with people like uh like Rabia and Andertons and Rob Chapman like those personalities used to do those like every every couple of days it'd be like here's a new product that's coming to Andertons let's demo it and I think it's moved away from that now like a lot of the uh, a lot of the YouTube content is moving towards like the personality of the um, of the YouTube presenter, the the quote unquote influencer, rather than the gear that they're using so much. And because of that, I think the trade show that was Nam that was this big like opportunity for like brand new red hot news from the guitar world has now died down a bit. So maybe it is a case where the um, the NAM show returns back to being a trade show, or do they need to like open it up to it being a much more public thing and like really aim towards that? Like who who knows? Is that the way that they survive with this? Are they even in trouble? Who knows? Because I think this year a couple of the big um, exhibitors didn't. Turn up like they didn't. People pulled out, didn't they? They did, uh, and that's understandable with uh, with COVID. I mean, it's it's not gone away, but it's like we're we're almost back to normality in terms of like day to day life. But the restrictions that businesses have on them still have to be like adhered to. So maybe it's something that. Uh, like the bigger bigger companies just went, you know what? Actually, it's not worth it. 
And you'd be actually, you know, obviously, you know, opening it to the people on, on the group and um, obviously for the listeners as well, you know, we obviously want to hear your say, but if you are a brand that, you know, has been involved with working with them, we want to hear your side of things, you know, from the people that have physically been there. Yeah. Been in those situations, you know, because we could be completely talking bullshit here and mm-hmm. know absolutely nothing about it. Tell us. Yeah, I know the uh, the Tone Jerk boys have been to a couple of NAMs. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, like who else? Who else has been? Who else have I heard that has been there? I know, I know definitely Tone Jerk boys have. I think uh, Brian couldn't get there this year because he he got the old COVID. Was it was it Carl? That, I can't remember. I'll be honest. I've slept since then, and it's it's late enough now. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, hit us up in the in the comments. Let us let us know what's uh, what's going on. Um, but yeah, so that's that's our lukewarm hot take for this week. We'll put it in the um, in the group as a poll, and you vote on whether you think the Nam show has had its day or whether it is alive and kicking and doing well. I don't think I'm going to put a third option for a cock slap. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Right, so we've got a little bit of news this week. Got a little bit of news. We've got a little bit of time as well, which is quite convenient. Yeah, that's the first time we've not like kind of ran over. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So we've got um, Fender have announced a, um, a signature guitar this week. A, a, they've, they've done it at quite a price point as well. It seems... Like it's kind of custom shop stuff. So it's Kingfisher. The I think I first heard about Kingfisher on like a Facebook video. Like he was a lot younger of a lad then, and he was just like absolutely ripping the asshole out of a um I think it was like an Epiphone Lucille, and he was just getting some absolutely banging tone with some amazing phrasing. And then he's like He's jumped off the stardom of that like viral, um, viral video, and he's he's now a touring musician. Uh, so he's he's created this Telecaster Deluxe, which so, might go down as one of the most beautiful Telecasters I've seen for a long time. Yeah, I mean it's it's a very striking finish, isn't it? I love it. I absolutely love it. So like on the surface, it looks very much like a seventy-two Deluxe, which is the the dual wide range humbuckers, four controls, kind of Gibson layout control system, uh, toggle switch up the top horn or the top bout where where yeah. you would have a horn on a Telecaster, um, and then lock four controls, two volumes, two tones. But it's got some some interesting tweaks. So the first one, um, the neck profile is based on a Stratocaster that he had custom made like by the by the Fender Custom Shop, and it had this. Like really cool soft V profile neck, and like he absolutely loves the profile on that, and was just like, I want that. That is the profile I want for it. So they've basically made him like this strat neck for the Telecaster. Um, it is a twelve inch radius as well, which is a little bit flatter than you'd find on a on a Fender. Usually they're nine point five, so it's kind of leaning towards Gibson a bit with the twelve twelve inch radius. Then we're also leaning a little bit towards Gibson with the fact that it's two humbuckers rather than wide range humbuckers. And these humbuckers are custom wound and 
are so um like so unique that they are also selling them as like they're selling just the humbucker sets as well. So they're selling the humbucker sets for 200 uh, £289 a pair. So like three $320 ish, I'd say, something like that. Maybe maybe three fifty. So they're like really really cool monogrammed. They look like wide range humbuckers because they've got the three poles on the on the top uh, coil and three poles on the bottom on like these covered. You know what a, a wide range humbucker looks like. But then they've also got like, the Kingfisher K moniker on them as well. So they're like engraved, looking looking kind of cool. Little bit pricey for a pair of humbuckers. Not gonna lie, but they look cool. I mean, set up. Bare knuckles is about for a, what two? I'm gonna say about two seventy for a set. I mean, uh, obviously they cater for a lot of different tones, but I think see, yeah, you're talking high end. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of uh, speaking of bare knuckle, I listened to your guitar geeks podcast with Tim Mills last night. Oh, thank you. I did. It was it was wicked. He's a really interesting chap, isn't he? He is. Uh, my my takeaway from that conversation was obviously him getting to play uh, Jimmy Page's number one. Yeah, yeah, like having that in the yes. shop, and like having to having to have like the PA in the shop because just in case anything went wrong with it, like shit, like <laughs> squeaky bum time or what? <laughs> like, oh yeah, because you just fixed my pickup. Uh, okay, <laughs> he's an absolutely fantastic guy and. Um... I like originally found out all about Tim was kind of when Ben Knuckle first started, but uh, somebody that I used to be in the tribute scene with actually uh, was like childhood friends with Tim. Oh, fair play. Uh, he was he was the bassist in the Metallica tribute. Nice. And kind and kind of knew Tim, and that's how I got introduced to him many moons ago. Yeah, he's quite a guitarist, and he had Tim. I've I've been to, I've never heard him play, but. Like hearing the stuff that he has played on, like he used to be part of a really well-to-do Aussie tribute. Yeah, um, yeah, he was part of the Aussie tribute, and then he was with Oyster. Oyster, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he ain't no slouch, is is what we're saying. Exactly. From what I, yeah, what I took away from it is that I probably need to practice more. <laughs> I think we all we all need to do that. Yeah, but like, seems seems like an absolutely genuine guy. But anyway, we're talking about Kingfisher. Kingfisher, who is not Tim Mills. Uh, so yeah, like like you said, purple. I think Mississippi Night is what they call it. Basically, so think Cadbury's purple, but maybe a little bit redder than Cadbury's purple. So it's kind of a plummy colour, isn't it? Like a metallic yeah, plummy. Like um, dairy milk. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So dairy milk burst is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's got a roasted uh, roasted maple neck, which they're doing for uh, like stability, I'm assuming. And then slab rosewood neck, uh, slab rosewood board. So legit, like rosewood's hard to justify these days, and he's got a slab slab board rather than the veneer board. Get in. Love me, love me a rosewood board. Um, ebony. I'm all about the ebony. I mean, when I was a younger man, maybe. 
yeah, so it's also it's got a I think they call it an adjustomatic on the um on the fenders. Basically, you give some stop tail uh tunematic bridge. So tunematic top. It's 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 a fender on the headstock, but we we're very much leaning towards the Gibson here. I assume because he like he cut his teeth on the Epiphones, got used to that flatter uh, fretboard radius, got used to the Gibson accoutrements, but has been playing playing Fenders a little bit, uh, yeah, playing along with the Fenders a little bit more recently. It's 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 kind of like you know when. I feel like this has been the John Mayer podcast, you know, when he, <laughs> when he made that switch from Fender to PRS. But, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it might say PRS on the headstock, but it's still Fender in spirit, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 very much that, yeah. He's he's moved along to Fender as uh, our Kingfisher. But you know what? The more I look at the Silver Sky, the more I prefer it to a Strat. <laughs> I mean... The the problem the Strat's got is it's ubiquitous. It, like you've seen everyone with it. The reason why I didn't want a Strat when I first started playing guitar is because I saw various acts on on things like Top of the Pops, where like the generic guitarist was playing a Strat. People like yeah. Brian Adams, who you you think of as like he's a he's a hit maker, but a guitarist, I don't like. I think of him as a singer-songwriter, a Canadian, and then a guitarist. Even though he's, I think his signature guitar is a semi-hollow. Les Paul, is it? Yeah, his signature guitar is a semi-hollow Les Paul gold. But it like he was always this archetypal like dad rock strat guy, and it, the reason why I thought strats weren't cool. It was just people. Uh, I'm not like shitting on Brian Adams here too much, but it's it's people like him that I thought this is just the run of the mill guitar. If you ask someone to draw a dog, they draw a Labrador. If you ask someone to draw a, a guitar, they draw a Strat. And that was my mindset with it. Just, ugh, it's so so cliche and so generic. So I, I went around the houses trying to get guitars that weren't that, and then I I. Basically, play strats now, don't I? That's it, strat man. That's it, strat man. That's it. They're good. Like you, you stick stick it on the neck, pick up of a strat, and you you're away, ain't you? It's good. It's just good. Okay, he's got that's um that's a one seven five. That is, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Strictly speaking, but yeah, it's it's a semi hollow Les Paul, but. Yeah, yeah, talks. yeah. Like pretty, pretty much, it's like fancy, fancy Les Paul shaped. Yeah, single cut, big body, um, Gibson in it. But yeah, so the Kingfisher Telecaster got some custom custom buckers, basically a Gibson. How much do you say this is going to go for in terms of price? Uh. Is it custom shop or yes, custom shops? Uh, that's not like the master builders. So I'm gonna say two to two and a half. That's pretty much bang on. Two two four nine. I would pay that just for the purple finish. I mean, you 
what you could do is you could get a guitar that you actually wanted, have it refinished in that purple finish, and then it, it would be less money and it would be more of the guitar that you wanted. I think the only th- I'm I'm literally just looking at it now, and I think the only thing I don't like about it is it's the full, like the full fat headstock kind of. Oh, I love the I love the fatty fat stocks on the on the uh, fenders. I, I like my I like my uh, my little fin. Tight. Yeah, little tight, tight headstock. When they bought out the was it the ah. Oh, it was the da, 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 mischief strat or something like that, and it had the Telecaster headstock. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot mischief. Was it mischief maker? I can't remember. It's something like that. The the mischief maker was the Les Paul uh, Tele. Oh, what am I thinking? I can't remember. Yeah, like one of the Somebody parallel universe me. ones. Yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. I, I know what you mean. And speaking of Gibson. Speaking of Gibson, go on, we'll we'll round it up because we've got, by the looks of it, we've got about four minutes left on the podcast. We can do this in four. We can yeah. do it. Right, so Gibson teased a new model this week. It was on the on Instagram. I can't remember who posted it their, up. Does their like is it their designer like Esteban Gutierrez or something like that? I can't remember his name. We'll go with it. Yeah, yeah that, we'll go guy, with that. that guy. That um, <laughs> guy. Released a, a teaser of a new Gibson model, so they were they were talking about the Theodore uh, a couple of months back. They were kind of teasing that that was going to be a thing. This is not that, but it's not far off. So the Theodore is almost kind of it's it's a weird like tulip shaped body with a, a tulipy Les Paul. <laughs> Josh Josh is is not holding back on what he thinks here. Um, this is a bit more kind of super stratty, but it's like if Gibson were to make a strap, basically. Like double cut. Um almost offset with the um the horns, but then like a big big bottom end bit. It is the most hideous guitar I've seen. It's so long. It's awful. It's, it's so bad. Indeed. Indeed. It's just, just the design is just not take one step back and just kind of go, yes, yes. I see where I've gone wrong there. <laughs> but so Fender released the Meteora not so long back and that's a new body shape and they, they were like riding, the, riding high on the coattails of that. The like Gibson haven't released anything new really in a while. I think the last thing that they did was they reinvented the Les Paul Double cut. The D, yeah, the DC. Um, they they did. They, they kind of bought out that Dave Mustaine V, but it was just kind of like a V, it's a v with and a it's, banana headstock. It's a V. It's it's a V. Like it's not it's not a new shape. Like the 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 modern modern double cut. I think was uh, the last kind of new thing that they released, and all that that made me think was, I missed the old Les Paul double cuts. Because they were like delicious, but there the, we go. The flats, the flat top ones. No, no, no. They used to do like carved top um, double cut. Oh balls. yeah, 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 yeah. They were cool. I like them. Uh, but yeah, so they've released this uh, kind of Mark Three Super Strat. 
slash uh, Theodore Explorer headstock. Um, it's got a wraparound tailpiece, so it's almost like this. This new release of theirs almost has got the vibe of uh, of a double cut junior because it's got the it's got the humbuckers, like the two humbuckers. Like the, sorry, the um, Les Paul special, not the not the double cut junior because they're P nineties, aren't they? Um, so it's got the humbuckers, but it's like the it's nothing fancy. There's no like um, contour top whistles. Yeah, there's it's a flat um, flat kind of gold finish or like a almost looks kind of like a, a like a varnished finish, doesn't it? Yeah, like yeah, it it, it it's just very. Basic. Like a butterscotch transparent kind of finish. Yeah, yeah. but like butterscotch blonde. Yeah, so it's it's like no bells and whistles. There's no binding. There's no no fancy bits. It looks like you're not a fan, but it's it looks interesting. There's it's a new thing for them. But if they are charging no. anything over like seven hundred quid for this, they are having a laugh. They, um, whenever somebody words something as interesting, you know it's just not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, there are very questionable guitars that Gibson have done. Yeah. Over the years, you know, we, we all know that. They know that. For me, this will genuinely go down as one of the worst looking guitars they've done, and I think their sales will at there will be very little. In the way of them, I mean they they haven't released it yet. It's just a teaser, no. so I reckon they're gauging interest on on it. But if they listen to this podcast and this podcast alone for the the verdict, then it ain't <laughs> coming out, is it? <laughs> but I, I imagine there'll be there'll be people who who are down with like the, the simpler Gibsons, like the SG Junior and the the specials and and, and all those kind of things that'll go. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this. But on the on the flip side, I am saying that because of how um, how no frills this thing is, it needs to be it needs to be under a grand. That is, that's a given. It needs to be. Was it like Les Paul? Uh, is it like the LPJ that like in like that kind of? It's like a flame red, and it is literally like entry level Gibson. Yeah, it I th- needs to be that. Well, I mean, by like six, four, nine, seven hundred, it needs to be that price. Yeah, they're kind of like the studio faded um, range, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think quite that much. I think they should be cheaper. Actually, I think they should be five hundred quid. I think, but <laughs> this is the... it's five hundred quid is four hundred and ninety nine pounds. Too much. Uh, but like. Like the studio faded, where the um, like it's a Les Paul, but basically all of the bells and whistles are stripped back. It's just like slammed together, uh, bits of wood. The finish is really, really thin and very basic. I think this should be more than that because this is like a gloss finish, but it shouldn't be much more. It should be like seven, seven hundred, eight hundred quid. If it's in that range, we're all good. If not, then we got. But yeah, we've got a problem. We've just got. We have got a problem. And I think that is probably where we need to end the podcast for this week. Yes, indeed. On Gib- I 
concise something that gets us off air. <laughs> yeah, before you make any more editing work for me. <laughs> oh dear. Right, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank thank everyone for getting this far. Um, on this podcast I am extending a massive thank you to everyone who listens I'm extending an even massive thank you to the Patreon backers who are just cool people they're just so cool and they are as follows oh I've got a blank page here oh. uh, Mr Andrew Bimson we have got Mr Adam Yeomans of Chef Tone Effects please please check out the Instagram because there is absolute fire being dropping at the moment uh, we've got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects. We've got Mr. Doug Christ of the Masters of the Cinematic Universe podcast and Mr. Doug Christ of the Just Surprise Me podcast. That is three Doug Christs in one. We have got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. Please. I mean, not as big as it used to, but it's 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 a trier. We've got Mr. Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups, Mr. Ben Fletcher, and we've got Mr. Brian Gale of the Tone Jets podcast and of the Second Button podcast and of the Just Surprise Me podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Indeed. For as little as $2 a month as well, you can get as as enthusiastic, if not more enthusiastic, a shout-out on every podcast. For the for the little, little price of $2, what can you buy with $2 these days, really? Not not petrol, sorry, gas. Oh, yes. Indeed. Oh, that's, that's something that's coming up, is our... Like horrendously bad Californian accents, but that's that's not happening just yet. That's gonna that's gonna wait. This is a special occasion for that. Oh god. Indeed. If you want to catch me online, I am Mr. Budget Pedal Chop. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. YouTube is of course the home to the No Talk or Tone series and to the No Talk or Tone Versus series, which this week fe- this week features a chorus off. It is the battle of the eighties boys. And Whatever whatever happens, whoever wins and loses, we are all winners because the tones are on point. If you don't play Last Train Home by John Mayer, then. <laughs> Funny you should say that. That is the opening thing that I play on the course. <laughs> My man. Josh, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at the Corona Mortis on Instagram. I've just hit 800 followers today. So Boom. Get in. Uh, you can also find me at Joshy ZK on YouTube, where I had a new YouTube video out last week, and the Guitar Geeks podcast. Indeed. We can also find you as the Pedal Boards of Doom Instagram manager kind of guy. You are running that. Inst- Instagram guru, That's shall it. we say. Indeed. That. Yeah, Pedal yeah. Boards of Doom on Instagram. That's Get it. your board featured with us. Absolutely. This week's feature is what? What, what are you saying? It's then? a free for all this week. It is. We had purple last week. We are at a free for all. By the time this goes. comes out, there'll be a new one, though, won't there? There will be. So you need to check up in the the um, Facebook group for that, don't you? I've already got it planned. So shall, shall we give the world go on? Let's give them a tasty little. Shall we give them a little taste of what is to come? Let's do it. I am waiting to see all of your. Boss pedals. Okay, so we're talking a boss pedal bonanza. I like it. Yes, we are. I might try and get on this this pedal boards of the week. Yes, you should. Cool. Yes, you should. Right, and that is us for this week. So from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chop, from Mr. Joshy, Josh, oh my gosh. 
Bye, Matt. Bye, bye, Matt. Oh, spiritually, he's always in our hearts and minds. Uh, <laughs> just, oh, sending out love to you, Matt. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. Good night. Tomorrow a bit. Every week, every week, I salute the audience who can't see us. Knacked. What does a clam do on its birthday? I don't know. What does a clam do on its birthday? Celebrates. <laughs> I like that.